I hope that I can influence others to find joy in everything they do. Mike check, Mike check, what's going on? Welcome into the KZ Community Beat. I'm your host, Ross Martinez. In the hot seat this week, I have Kathy Rodriguez, the principal of Charter Oak Primary School and the recipient of the Golden Apple Award. Kathy, hello. Hello. So let's talk about this Golden Apple. What exactly is this? Yeah, this um, is really just kind of a prestigious award that they give to, I think, 10 or 12 teachers a year and two um, educational leaders, and um, there is kind of a process and a um, rubric that you kind of go up against with whoever you know, all the people that get nominated. So, I guess there were about 130 people that got nominated in the Ooh. state of Illinois. Um, I found out uh, maybe I think it was in February that I was one of the top six finalists. But you didn't know. You just knew you were in the final six. Final six, right. Mm. And so what they had to do at that point with the final six is line up a time when they could send their Golden Apple team out to my school to interview me, to interview my school community, um, you know, central office administration, and, um, and community included students, staff, parents, and community partners that we work with. Um, and and I of course couldn't be present for any of those. Ah, so, so you had to get like the job reference without knowing what they're saying about you. Exactly. Was that nerve wracking? It was. Um, it was kind of exciting, and I felt I was very much okay with. Um, so I, I don't say I don't know if I was nervous, but I would say I was okay with whatever um, came out of it because if it was meant to be, it was meant to be. And if it wasn't, it wasn't. So well, I think also it ties back. We were talking off mic about you've been doing this for what? How many years now? Well, principal for six and, um, you know, other roles in education before that, special education, uh, IB coordinator in different schools and um, different capacities there. So I've been doing for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not put a year on it just for a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? More than a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think for you to do something for this amount of years, this amount of time, it means you're passionate about what you're doing. So I think once you start walking your light, you start doing things that light your soul on fire or help see others, that little light bulb moment, I think it is, for educators. I think it's safe to say you can trust what people say about you. Well, that's that's nice. The whole thing has just been such a big honor, really. And, um, and I said... You know, at the time that I received the, the award, I very much acknowledged that none of that would have happened. The award would never have happened, um, for me anyway, had it not been for the strong, connected, supportive school community that I work in. And so I don't take full credit. And, and actually, first, I gave credit to God above all. But... Um, but it's really it, it's a team effort, and I don't see it as just you know something I've just done. You know, it's really everybody. So how how do you how do all you at Charter Oak Primary how do you foster such a good working climate with each other? Because you said right before you got here, you had the moment to just laugh with your entire team <laughs> to kind of like unwind and de-stress from a long day. Right. I think if. I can do anything as the leader of the building. It's going to be to model positivity and inclusivity 
and um, responsiveness and, you know, being supportive of each other. Um, and the other thing that I really strive to do is find, like, you know, if I walk into a classroom, I'm looking to make sure best practice is happening, right? So immediately I am looking for all the amazing things that I'm seeing going on. And it's just a, a positive feedback. And if there's anything like, hey, I didn't understand what was going on with this or, you know, where you got that or, you know, it's more of like a, hey, I'm wondering about this. Can you explain to me? Because I trust your professionalism. I, I know you've got reasons for it, but I'm just curious. So I know what's going on in the building, you know, where that's coming from. But, um, but I guess the difference is like, I'm not going in as a gotcha, you know, I mm. caught you doing this or that, you know, it's like, I'm going in knowing I'm about to see amazing when I walk into your room. And that's the feedback that they are going to receive. It's like, and, and it also, I think, um, you know, tells them this is, this was so good. Keep doing it. What, what mm. this was, what I saw, impressive keep doing it it's effective teaching and so i think that's part of it but the other thing that i strive for is to find those great things happening and really tap into the strengths of the school staff and um draw that out so you know help them find paths to to like make their gifts used in different you know it if you've got leadership qualities let's take a look at the admin program, you know, that might be a good path for you. And just really encouraging people to, to continue to like, use your talents, use your gifts, play into your strengths, be your best, because I see it in you. And I, I want you to see it in you too. So I think my follow up to that would be who instilled that into you? Yeah, it's funny you say that, because that is really, I think, what allows me to like pass that on, because it's so powerful when somebody sees something in you it's like you may not realize that like the little things that you do throughout the day are really great skills and talents that you just take for granted you know but when somebody sees that they're like you know what that looks like something way bigger like you take that little thing and like um, highlight it and you can do some really big things with that little skill or gift you have. It's like picking up little trade secrets as you kind of live, you grow, you see other individuals handling mistakes and errors and you're like, oh, what if they did this? Right. So here's what happened to me. I was a vacation Bible school preschool director for a couple years at a church that I was attending at the time. And this was a very long time ago, but um, my kids were in the vacation Bible school. So I wanted to contribute to it. And, you know, was just like so happy to take on the little preschool vacation Bible school. And, and I knew, you know, I'm a teacher. So that was like something I knew I could do, you know, but one of the men in the church said, you should be in my, my wife is a professor at Bradley and she does the um, administration master's program to get, you know, teachers to be principals and he's like you can do it he's like you should do it and it was the first I'd ever thought for one second about going into administration I was so never happy before being a teacher no did you have like negative connotations about going into admin no actually my dad was a superintendent um oh. where I grew up 
uh, New Lenox, Illinois. I know you yeah. know where that is. <laughs> but he was a superintendent there, um, not the one that's now in jail. <laughs> it was before him. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. He was super, super great, super responsible. He was loved. Responsible <laughs> with the funding. And um, so... Anyway, like it's it might be in my blood, but I didn't ever think of that, you know, going into admin myself. Um, plus, I was a young mom. I was not thinking along those lines at all. And um, when he said that, it kind of put some things in motion. He planted a seed. Hmm. And um, so I did kind of look. At, I, I knew, you know, to kind of work the system as a teacher and get your best retirement options and things like that, you want to progress. You know, you want to grow as, um, in education and in years. And so I figured I'd get my master's anyway, just so I could continue along, you know, and grow in knowledge and, um, and on the pay scale. <laughs> That's also very important. Let's just be honest. In today's climate, and if you could find a way to educate yourself while also enriching yourself, you know what I mean? Exactly. You have to. You have to. And so, um, so that, you know, as I was looking into a master's program, I thought, well, you know, he suggested that one. Might as well. I, you know, why not? Like, that will open a door that I, if I ever decide to walk through, you know, that that could um, be an opportunity. So um, I went through the program at Bradley and um, got my master's in 2011, um, mm -hmm. my Type 75, which is the administration certification. And, um, but I, that nothing, like I just kept doing what I was doing for quite a while. I knew that, that I was not ready and that's not what I wanted with my young family and things like that. But um, there were some, there was uh, just lots of changes going on um, several years later, like maybe 2017, something like that, um, in our school. And um, it was exactly what... I had been preparing for like the door opened and I was prepared because I had done all that work ahead of time years ago I was able to walk through <laughs> and um, but that wouldn't have happened had he not seen something in me just doing the little you know role that I was doing at some vacation Bible school church um, did you ever ask him what he saw on you you know I think he no I didn't really ask him but he was like um, said it with such a like you you need to do that you like whatever like it felt was, like god was talking yeah to you in that it moment. was like he um he had this conviction about it you know what i mean like mm. it, you can do well yeah i feel like there's there's moments in our life where individuals speak to us but they're not speaking from them and speaking from god i've had those moments mm -hmm. on and off in my life that's why i'm where i am now right. i think you know it might be safe to say you also had those moments yes absolutely other moments of your life kind of felt like that where they kept you in line that you can um, remember? Gosh. I know I'm putting you on the spot. I love it. I know. I know. <laughs> um, you know, nothing's coming to mind right now. But, um, I mean, I will say, like, at one point, um, the principal that I was with at the time, well, I've had, I've had great leaders, um, you know, that I've been able to kind of say that I'm going to do that. That's if, if I'm ever running a building, that's what I'm going to do. And I've had some situations that I thought I will <laughs> never do that. I will Not never do that. And, you know, it just so it's so good, I think, to just always be reflective about, you know, 
what what are the good things I want to carry on? What are the things I know? And, you know, just be um, thoughtful of all of that. But the one last principal right before me, um, Betty Zolkowski, she was going to Manual to be the principal there and said, hey, I need an AP. And I was at the time I was the IB coordinator at, at the school. And, uh, and I, you know, I accepted. And so I was actually heading to Manual to be an AP, but um, the principal that was going to replace her at the school I'm at now took an, like accepted and then took another job very unexpectedly and it left the school open and that's when it was like now it's time right and so um but I think you know because she saw that like I was ready to go you know to high school and I had never taught in a classroom in high school but I knew a little something about you know leadership and um so anyway I think that was another moment where it was like you see that I, I'm ready to do administration. So <laughs> that when that door opened, it was like, well, if she thought I could do that, you know. So it's like moments I, of serendipity, like, wait, I'm here now. I'm well prepared. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to dive in okay. otherwise. Right. Now, did your father being a superintendent, did that have a lot of impact on you? Was he kind of like a role model to you growing up, would you say? Yeah, I would say so. Um, he was... Um, I, I think well respected. He was very, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not thrifty. What is it? Went very frugal. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, frugal. Very frugal. <laughs> so he, um, you know, he managed things very well. He was a very organized man. Um, everything, like when he changed the filter in, you know, the heater, he would write the date. That he felt, you know what I mean? It was like. He was very itemized. Oh my gosh. Everything everything, needed structure. Right. I remember growing up, um, my sisters and I were laughing about this, but um, throughout the week, he would collect things we left around the house. And on Sundays, we would get a dollar in dimes. And he held an auction. And so we would all sit around, all three of us, and he would hold up a Barbie shoe. (laughs) And if we wanted it, we had to pay, you know, pay it back. Because he had collected all, you know, he did all the cleaning. And uh, so we had to buy it back or just forget, like, he was going to throw it out and we got to keep the 10 cents. So, you know, just things like that. It was, like, very structured, very, you know. Um, That's but a cool we all memory. learned a lot. Yeah. yeah, we all learned a lot from it. And um, it was just, he just did some really neat, organized things. My mom was a preschool teacher, so very oh, so much. you come from a family oh, yeah. of educators. Right. Right. Huh, that's so interesting. it really was um, something that was just in my blood, and um, yeah. Because my teacher, or not my teacher, my sister is a teacher. Uh, she's taught for multiple different grades. I think she's back in uh, grade school now, or what do we call it now? Primary, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. Um, and I can just tell, like, she's very chill when she's not in work climates. I've seen her once or twice, handful with different kids, and I've seen how like it's a little spark teachers get. Mm-hmm. And does that is that like a little spark you chased throughout your entire career? Oh, I I have such a love for it. I feel like I'm in my element when I am with, you know, any kind of any child, really. It's, you know, K through pre-K through 12, birth through, you know, 21. I mean, I mean it just it's like I I enjoy so much because I love people and I love my heart um 
I can love anybody else's child. You know what I mean? It's but not your own now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got to earn it. <laughs> I owe an auction for that. No. <laughs> Who wants my love this week? <laughs> but do you remember a point in your young life where you're like, wait, no, I... I actually do want to help out the youth. No, I want to be a teacher. And then later you got into admin, but the passion was to be a teacher, right? Right. It really was. It started that way. And um, so interesting, I I did decide, um, I, I think it was in high school, I got a little more serious about what I was going to do. I didn't really know before that. Well, I wanted to be a flight attendant, and I found out I was going to be too short. Wait, and you could be too short to be a flight attendant? Well, back in the day, I think so. I don't know if that's still the case because it does sound a little discriminatory. Because I'm not going to lie to you, <laughs> Kathy. I dated a woman who was 4'11". And she was a flight attendant. Oh, so oh, I, I, was tri- I was duped. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think God said, no, no, no. We need Maybe you for something else. Maybe she's a lot younger than me, though. I don't know. Uh, you <laughs> know what? There might have been some rules <laughs> back in the day. I don't know. I can't but, speak on age or nothing. I just know <laughs> at the moment she she was traveling the world. I was like, all right, cool. Take oh, me, baby. Let's God. go. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. But, so flight attendant So I out. was going to do that and then found out there was a height requirement. <laughs> and so. Quote, unquote. Right. Right. That's what I was told. And um, so anyway, then, uh, unfortunately, during my sophomore year in high school, my dad, who's the superintendent and, you know, everybody in the, you know, several towns around, we all like went into this one high school and so very well known in the community. And he suddenly passed away at the school in uh, the school gym. Um, There was like a fitness room that they had just installed. They were all so proud of it. And he was working out one night because if you're a staff member there, you could use it for free, you know, and there was a basketball game going on at the same time, right? You know, the rooms were adjoining. And um, so they made an announcement at the basketball game, like, you know, we need a doctor in the house. And so, um, but my mom was working out right next to him. Several people tried to work on him and it was like sudden death, just completely heart arrest and um so i think it was after that that i um i struggled you know obviously to go to school every day because that was where he what that was his office and that was where i mean he worked in the school i was going to and it was hard and it was hard because i was only 16 at the time and you know you're you're having a hard time at that time in life anyway it's a you know you're discovering who you are a lot of yeah i mean just peer situations and trying to discover who you are and um so it's a weird time anyway but that made it even weirder and um but as i was you know as i moved through my junior and senior year i started going no you know i i i know i have to go to college like i've got to do something with my life and that was always the expectation there was no other Thing that was even an option really in my mind. Was it more like to because honor him there. also? Um, you know, I don't know that I was thinking along those lines, but I ended up applying for the scholarship that was set up in his name. And it was for somebody who wanted to go into teaching and who had the, the characteristics that I probably met. It, you know what I mean? It was like 
You didn't have to be a straight A student. It was so I was good. I was gold. And um, C plus for the victory. <laughs> that's right. Because he was never an A plus student, you know, but he was like C's were good, you know, that's if you tried your hardest, C's are good. And um and I probably was a lot more like him and um a people person. That, yeah, more like that, right? People person and um so anyway I applied for his scholarship and I I got it and um and that was when, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to I'm going to do this. Um, but I wanted to go into at the time. It's not true anymore. But at the time, um, if you were going into being a BED teacher, um, behavioral, emotionally disturbed students, oh. if you were going to hmm. go into that, then you got paid more. So I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, Let's I'm go. going to get paid the most I can, you know. So I'm thinking, you know, kind of crafty about it and <clears throat> not really knowing what I was getting into. Um, but that was my, that's what I was, my goal was. Mm. And so I did, I got my special education degree. I um, actually, a student taught at Whittier, um, not even from Peoria, but I was at ISU getting my degree and they sent me to Peoria to student teach. I had all I knew about Peoria was that it had a strip club named Big Al's. That's all I knew. <laughs> and otherwise, I knew nothing about its beautiful history, you know, being River City. I mean, there's so many amazing things about it. But unfortunately, that was all I had ever heard. You know, Peoria. the funny thing about that, the yeah. first week I moved here, I was meeting some people. And I'm like, oh, my family's coming to town in a couple of weeks. I need good places with good food. This one dude, he's like, well, they have world-famous steaks right down the corner of Big Al's. It's a nice bar. And, you know, me being diligent that I am, I did my research. I'm like, hmm, I think my dad might be okay there. Not my mom. <laughs> and I remember I told I thank you on behalf of all moms out there. <laughs> Imagine walking in and be like, hey, mom, get a steak. Dad, sit over here. Nope. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been horrible. Right. All I knew about Peoria is that there were windmills. There were windmills uh, somewhere down 74. That's all I knew. I really didn't know much about this town. But at what point did you feel comfortable being here? Because we're both kind of outsiders. Right, right. So I think for for me it was pretty immediate. Um, But I got married right before I student taught. So my husband and I, and I met him at the, we were both working at Steak and Shake while I was at ISU. Um, steak and Shake. We met at Steak and Shake, so that's our... It's, kind of, it's romantic. Yes, yeah, like our that. romantic spot, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but we were working together, met... It was about six months later, we were married. And nice. so there was a very quick... Um, but when you know, you know. Yeah. And love at first sight. I mean, how so, long have you guys been married now? Um, 29 and a half years. So it'll be 30... December, yeah. well, December what? My birthday's in December. December 28th. Oh, mine's December 17th. Oh, okay. my birthday is December 20th. So are you are, serious? Yes, yes. Sagittarius? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like long walks on a beach also? <laughs> no, that's amazing. You don't see much of that nowadays. Couples oh. in and out. So that's great. So you were able and to I move with it. your partner. It's hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we, we are, we're really opposites that attracted. And um, so it's worked out 
beautifully for us. But, but that's good. You had somebody here with you that makes it a little bit easier. Right. Because when so, I first got here, yeah. it was difficult, I'll tell you. Not until, I think, about four or five months that I started meeting friends around here. But it wasn't until about eight months in where I got comfortable with them to kind of be myself. So for eight months, I kind of felt recluse to my own place. So you come here, you're doing a new gig, you're married, new city. Right. Take me through this now. Yeah. So um, we there was a church right by our um, apartment, and that was always something real important to me, to my husband too. But we were he grew up Catholic, I grew up Protestant, and um, we just kind of agreed on you know the one that was by us and. Um, so that was like immediate, I think they saw maybe the need there, like, wow, young couple that they like look like a deer in headlights, you know, it's, <laughs> and we were, um, but they really took us under their wing. And um, I think, uh, you know, it was not a real diverse church and we came with and brought a little diversity. A little spice to it. Like they, a little spice to it. I like that. <laughs> Um, they were so, uh, I think, open to that and almost like um, yearning for that. You know, it was like they were ready to embrace. Which That's was really good. Cool. And it was so helpful at the time in our lives when um, we were trying to figure each other out. We'd only known each other for six months, right? We were trying to figure out, um, you know, our cultural differences. And Religious differences also. Language differences. Yeah. And, um, so there were so many things that, you know, and then I'm trying to navigate a new career, which um, which was, you know, just a lot for, you know, young people. But were you also still in the morning stages of your father at that point also? I say that again. Were you also in the like the morning stages of losing your father? Oh, because um, that also can be. Right. Right. I think I was still kind of reeling from all the effects of that. I don't think I was. That didn't, like, disable me emotionally. You know what I mean? Like, I was, I, I'm, I think I learned enough from both my parents. Like, you know, trust God, move forward, you know, that kind of thing. So I was, I was okay with, it's a, it's a part of life, you know, and I got that. But I think there were so many effects that happened after that, like, within the, my immediate family. And um, it just, um it was just a lot, I think, that on top of everything else at that time of life. So it was just a lot. Um, but what, a, you know, so that does speak to the Peoria community. Like, people came alongside us and um, just were there for, you know, questions we had. Like, what do we do if we need this? What do we do? We don't know anything. We know nothing. <laughs> and um, so very naive, very... Um, unprepared but lots of great people in the in the community have you seen that more and more because i'm starting to see that a lot that peoria has like this huge hidden heart like once you start meeting 100%. individuals i agree right like you start meeting yeah. certain individuals like i remember um becky rowson was the second person i interviewed for this podcast mm -hmm. and the minute after she's like i have 20 names for you here you go mm -hmm. and anytime i i need something or like I'll have, hey, can you give me in contact with them? She'll help set it up immediately. Um, uh, Hetty Elliott, another amazing individual, oh where gosh, that story, what she does, yes. yeah, yes. amazing individual. And right. she's the minute we became Facebook friends, anytime I post anything, she's like, I love it, I love it, I love it. And the way I got here on the on this podcast, 
I went on the radio show and I was like, hey, I need to talk to Hetty. Somebody get her to call me. She called me later that day. Wow. And then we had this two hour conversation about education and what she's doing. And I'm like, please come down for an interview. And I've just been noticing little by little, mm -hmm. this town has a lot of amazing individuals with big hearts. Big and know. as soon as you get into that, you're treated so well. And at what point did you feel completely accepted here? Oh, I would say it was immediate. I mean, the, starting with Peoria Public Schools right off the bat. So I had student taught at Whittier, and there was an opening in a BED room that next year. And um, there were a couple openings in special education, but I said, I want that one. Like, I wanted BED. So why that? And, and then I found out they don't actually pay you more for that. So. <laughs> but why ED? Um, I love, I think... Um, the challenge of getting to know, and, and I, I, I didn't know all that I know now. I mean, that was so long ago. But um, I love getting to know the why of the behavior. So there's a reason people are acting out, right? Um, whether it's, you know, something that's been done to them, uh, a mental illness, whatever the cause, the root cause of of something I'm so intrigued by the person and the, the you know their story like you mm -hmm. um, and so I appreciate what you're doing here because it's just it's incredible like you know how some people can have it really rough but they they just shine like they come out of things like in an amazing way you know so resilient and um, make a difference in the world you know and it's like while others it, it you know, it's like somehow it's it's more of a struggle and, and, you know, they're not able to rise up really out of it. But I always had a lot of, well, I have an affinity for individuals that have been through traumatic experiences, have mm -hmm. been distraught, mm -hmm. have been at the bottom, yet have such a good heart. Mm -hmm. And even though the cup is not filled of love, they still keep pouring it. And I'm like, ooh, like there's something from that perspective, that mentality, that the view of this world, like you've been through so much, right. yet you can still give a lot. And I think that's the thing that kind of pushes me forward with all this, because I love finding those stories. I love hearing those stories and those journeys. Like even with you, like I, I didn't know your father passed away at an early age. And that could have been, well, that was a traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. But in order to see your growth, you had to live through it. Right. You had to accept it. Right. And you had to trust God. And look where he got you now, the Golden Apple recipient, which, like, I remember reading the story, watching that on uh, WEEK, and they got you in the gymnasium by telling you there's a smell. Yeah. That's a, that's a <laughs> like, we're, we're, take me through that moment where, like, hey, Kathy, there's this weird smell in the gym. Like, what goes in your mind in that moment? You're like, what was going on when they told you that? Were you have a busy day already? You're like, oh, the last thing I need right now. Well, they, is this. there was a whole orchestrated thing going on there. And to be honest, um, it was in the back of my mind, like, is this the Golden Apple Award? Oh, like, so you kind of had like a little... Well, I did, only because I had been watching the Golden Apple on Facebook um, page. And I was like, you know what? If somebody else gets awarded, I'm going to see it. And I will know. Move on. Like, it's okay. Like, you didn't get it. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's okay. Um, so I just wanted to be prepared because people had been asking me, like, hey, when do you find out? When do you find out? And I'm like, 
I don't know, sometime in May. So I thought, you know, I better, I better just prepare myself for those conversations where it's like, you know what? We did find out it wasn't me. So you're preparing but for the worst. Thanks for your support. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So I was kind of like, just be ready for whatever comes, you know. So what I was witnessing, they started about the week before I, um, I was awarded. And they started awarding teachers. And the way they were doing it is this great big surprise in the classroom or they have the whole school in the gym and they and they'd walk in there's this big surprise and their family was there and all this stuff and so i thought okay this is how they roll so um, <laughs> so i said in order for this to happen with me like something weird has to happen like there's no other way i am in that school i'm in and out it's not that big of a school so i'm gonna see all of the students yeah like i'm gonna see all this happening there's no way they can get me unless they do something real different than usual so um they did and um she's a, a one of former students oh she is liz <laughs> the little girl Yep. Oh, yeah, both of them are amazing. I should tell them to come in so you can say hi. I, Sorry, they, I, I want to black that. No, know. you're good. No, you're good. Uh, they randomly come into random episodes because, you know, they're here and I'm here and they'll come in to get the trash or something. And I'm like, oh, come in, come on. I don't care. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't yes, care. I'm like awesome. anybody. I like the communal aspect of this podcast where at any point if somebody walks in, <laughs> I think it was with, um, uh, I, uh, donate, Something with organs. I forgot. I, I'm drawing blank on the, on the name of the organization, but it was for Donate Organ Month, oh. and I had them come in, and a tornado uh, warning happened mid broadcast. Oh. So I had four people come in here trying to get me to do stuff as a middle interview. So trust me, I'm ready for it all. all right. But yeah, how were they able? Yeah. To sneak all these yeah, people in the gym. Miracle. So they had to keep you busy. I had a principal meeting across town. Uh, <laughs> so it was all the principals we were meeting with Dr. Kratt and we do that once a month so that wasn't different right but then my immediate supervisor Dr. Corey Molson leans over and she says hey I, Dr. Kratt said it's okay if I take you and this other principal we're going to go to my office we got this we got to go <clears> over <throat> summer school real quick because I have another meeting today so I'm not going to be able to meet after the meeting so mm. I'm like okay alright Still but you're like, I don't know. Why now? I don't know. That does seem a little strange. She's never done that before. But I'm like, you know, you're you're like being too proud. Stop it. You know, like get focused. You know that kind of thing. So we go to her office, and I kept thinking to myself, well, they're either all assembling in the gym right now, or <laughs> you know, we're really here talking about summer school. So I'm getting focused. I'm on summer school. But it was strange. And um, so then she gets a phone call. And she comes back and she goes, there is a strange smell in the gym. And, uh, you know, director of building grounds is on his way over and we need to go immediately. And I said, okay. At that moment, you had to know. I thought, Kathy, get focused. Because if you walk in thinking you're getting the golden apple and there's a strange smell, you're going to feel salty. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You walk in like, oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> What? What is that smell? <laughs> <laughs> it's my pride hitting the bottom. That's, exactly, That's what it is. That's exactly right. So I said, get your head in the game. Get focused. There's a bad smell in the gym. You get focused on what you need to do. And so 
we start leaving immediately, so I called the secretary because I thought, what would you really do if you didn't think the golden apple was there? And I said, I would call and find out, are we evacuating? Because yeah. we need to. Because you got to think We're about not. the kids, like, we, everybody. We need to <laughs> get them outside. There's bad smell in the gym, right? And uh, they had been doing some construction around, so I thought, you know, this is le- this could be legit. Like right? they hit a, a main pipe or something? Right, right. Like, so, I mean. The coincidence of all this lining up. Right, uh-huh. right. <laughs> So I call her and I say, um, what's going on right now? What, what, you know, what do we need to do? And she's like, well, just a strange smell. I don't know. Um, uh, she I had said, a better okay. story. Well, I said, are we evacuating? Uh, we're waiting for you. Okay, I'm on my way. So I get over there. I start getting closer to the school and it is packed with cars. And then I see news camera cars. These guys. And I start pulling up, and I called her as I'm pulling into the parking lot, and I say, I thought you said you were waiting for me. If the news cameras are here, how bad is this smell? How bad is this gas leak? What's going on? Is it about to implode? she's <laughs> like, right, right. Like, we're on the news now for it? And uh, she's like, well, well, just come in. We're, we'll explain when you get here. So nonchalant. So, she was a... so uncomfortable. Can you imagine? She's an amazing secretary, too. She was so uncomfortable. I would have gaslit the shit out of you. I'll be honest with you. I'd be like, I don't know. We got half the kids out right now. The other half are around the block. The parents are here. The Ooh. news is here. I would have oh, gaslit so you, you so, so good. good. I'm a great person, but I'll gaslit my people for, like, for joy. Oh my God. That's hysterical. <laughs> that might have gotten me. That might have humbled me a little bit because. Um, you would have been so like, in the zone. Like, wait, oh what's God. happening? Right, right. I'm like, get here now, 100%. Kathy. Mike check one, two. Unfortunately, we had a little technical error there. Uh, this space ran low right when we got to the heart of the story, Kathy. But we're, we got you. Don't worry. We're still here. Thank Jesus. <laughs> I'm glad I looked at that before we went all the way to the end. And I'm like, ooh. So we're talking about you walking into the big gymnasium where they're telling you, Hey, there's a weird smell here, and I'm ready to gaslight you better than your assistant. Um, but as you as you walk in there, right, and you're seeing all the kids. I saw the 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 uh, news article on W E E K, and I just see you. You look just kind of like starry eyed, right. like you don't know what's going on. The kids are coming up to hug you. Yeah. Your husband tells you that you deserve it, right? Mm-hmm. And we're taking through the emotions of. What is going through your your head and your heart in the moment? Like, what's happening there? Yeah, it it was just kind of surreal um, and just such a special moment in my life. I mean, you know, nothing can really um, outdo that, I don't think, you know, and you've got uh, that kind of, I don't know, support behind you. And, um, and it's just, it was really a moving thing, and I, I'm so grateful to everybody that was in that room with me because they were there with me for for such a an incredible memory that I'll have and yeah. um, and as I was saying before my my husband who knows me better than anybody um, you know just made me feel it just so so happy um, just by saying like you deserve this and he meant it for so many reasons because um, he knows the sacrifice. He knows the time that I put in. He know, you know, he sees it all. He sees behind the scenes, and um, for him to say that 
just really meant a lot to me. I well, think that award meant a lot for my whole family, not just me. Because you moved here, it's you two against the world. Exactly. As, as you said, your mm-hmm. your story began six months in, madly right. in love. Right. This is the person you want to move with. Here's a new venture in a community that you're still kind of trying to find your footing in. And thankfully the church that you went to was, was there with open arms and they were accepting you guys and accepting your journey. And here you are just legging it out, trying to figure out your new life in a new city. And it's got to feel like a good pat on the back. Like all your hard work is not paid off because your story's not done. But it's like this chapter, mm. however long it's been being here, this chapter's come to a nice close. Yeah. Now it's the next chapter you're looking forward. So with all that said, how's it feel to kind of turn that page on this chapter now? I, um, well, I think, yeah, like it, it just makes me want to do even better, you know, and I think that's why nominations are so important. If, if you know somebody that you can nominate for something, it's such an encouragement. It's like, we see you and we appreciate what you're doing. And it just makes any person feel like, um, like watch me do it 10 times more now, you know? Like, you feel valued. Good, yes, yes. It's one, it's one thing to put your name in the hat, but it's another thing when you're not even paying attention to other people like, no, Kathy's amazing. You have to talk to her. And what what do you think is the next venture you want to do? Or what's something you feel like you have left to accomplish in your career? You know, I think that's still pretty open-ended for me. Um, like I said, I love doing what I'm doing. But I loved teaching in the classroom so much. I didn't even see something next. You know, like I didn't see administration because I loved what I was doing. I became an IB coordinator and I loved that job. I never was thinking like, but I'll do this until I get to be admin. It just, I have trusted God through it all. And I know that if I am not supposed to be the principal at Charter Oak, I, I you know, I won't be anymore. Like God will change my course. Um, but if I'm meant to be here, I, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm perfectly content. I love the community. I love what I do. Um, but I think what is important though for me is that I prepare myself just like I did for the administration role that I have. I know I need to keep my, my options open and prepare myself to walk through doors that God may want to open. Um, I am in a doctoral program right now and it will give me, um, Matter of fact, this this summer I'll be taking the superintendent certification. So, um, hmm. you know, just like my dad, and I, I never ever saw myself following in those exact footsteps. But isn't that kind of interesting to see how a world kind of operates, how your story yes. develops in a way yes, where absolutely. it's you a traumatic experience, losing your father. They say once you lose a parent, it changes you in a way, mm-hmm. and to see your story now. Maybe following the footsteps. Like I asked you once before the recording messed up, but now with this nugget that I didn't know prior, which I'm glad we have this out there. Say you do become a superintendent. I mean, even now, I feel like your father would be proud of you. We talked about that. 
But how do you think that would feel? Like you get that. Not that it's something you really want, something right. you don't want, but if that were to it. happen. Yeah, that's just it. It's like I'm not, um, you know, if, if that should happen, it's because God knew that that's what I needed to do next. And if it should not happen, I'm okay with that because I know I'm, I'm just trusting to do what where God wants me and what he wants me doing. But um, I think it, for me, if it, if it sh- if that should be the the course, you know that I take, and that's where I end up, it will really feel f- full circle. I think for me, I mean, you know, it, I I looked at my dad as like just something so spectacular. You know, like I knew he was a very big figure in the community, and um, you know there were there were expectations of us to you know it's like that kind of goes along with the territory like a pastor's child right I mean you just <laughs> their expectations so um, very well aware of what that lifestyle looks like you know and um, and I I feel like I continue to position myself you know to just do my very best and if that door should open I will be ready to walk through it and it would I think my dad is proud now and I think he would be then but I think he'd be proud no matter what I end up doing because you know I'm just doing my best and that was always his you know and my mom that was their thing is like you know we're not expecting like I said early on straight A's but do your best and just try show effort did you ever feel in this career path pressure of emulating your father because we talked about how amazing he was yeah, initially because some never. when you have that some right. do when you have like you know jordan has a kid and jordan's kid got to be amazing right. or like lebron's right. kid little oh, brownie so it's like i wonder if that was ever a thing in your story never a thing and even now um if i go back for you know when i went back to like a class reunion and it's like oh yeah i'm a school principal now they're like whoa like your dad was our superintendent that's crazy you know and so it's like they're making that connect but nobody ever was like you know made me feel like that's where i i'm not sure that um you know even i didn't see myself in admin until that seed was planted you know huh. so i'm not sure that's you know where anybody else would have seen me either that's interesting to see just how a story can evolve and grow, just like individuals. Mm-hmm. So here's, we'll put it this way. This is the question I love asking anybody towards the end of an interview. And it's very simplistic, but also it's very deep kind of, if you like to take it that way. Um, when your story's said and done, you know, eventually we all get there. What do you want individuals to take from your journey of your struggles, your tribulations, your triumphs, your moments of glory? What do you want people to get from your story? Mm-hmm. I think um, I hope that I can influence others to find joy in everything they do. Find joy and be joyful, I guess, because um, it's there's just it it just goes such a long way I think for me to like feel so much joy even in the hard times and I do think that comes from my faith um that I don't have to worry about anything I just pray about everything you know and and so I always am feeling like even in the the toughest times or whatever is just like really um knowing that you know you can get through anything and um 
the other thing maybe would be to continue to um, help other people see the great in them, the strengths, and draw that out. If if I can model that, um, hmm. if I can model, you know, positivity and respect and kindness and um, helping others, you know, just bringing out um, the best in, in people around you. And, and I know a lot of people that do this, so I don't think I have anything different than, you know, anybody else. But, um, but I do think it's so important to just, you know, love your neighbor and treat, you know, I don't know. Um, you definitely have like a lot of selflessness throughout this entire interview. You're like, oh, I'm not that special. You are. Thanks. You do amazing, and your efforts are seen. Point in case, Golden Apple. Apparently, they said it's a second public school person won it. Uh yes, in Chicago, there was a high school uh, teacher, I think. I'm or saying a high school principal. I mean. Yeah. The numbers don't lie, Kathy. Mm. I think sometimes you gotta accept that with it. You know what I mean? That your efforts are respected and loved. So, with that being said, it's been another episode of the KZ Community Beats. I'm your host, Ross Martinez, Kathy Rodriguez, the principal of Charter Oak Primary School and the recipient of the Golden Apple Award. Maybe one day superintendent. Who knows? We'll see what God has in store for her. Um, Go back, check out all the other episodes because we have amazing cookouts. If you listen, you may get an invite or not. I don't know. All right. Peace out.